Plot, Murder by Death, 1976. Five famous literary detective characters and their sidekicks are invited to a bizarre mansion to solve an even stranger mystery. Voice over off. When you're blind and watching movies, what will you find? A blind superhero whose superpowers are acting like he's not blind. A sighted actor overdramatically touching people's faces. Or maybe the whole joke is that they're bumping into different places. A spectacular, macular generation. Welcome to Citizen White Cane, the podcast where we investigate blindness on screen and find a whole lot of ableism. My name is Sky McLeod. I'm Melissa Bakta. And today we are talking about um, murder by murder death. Murder by death, which um, <laughs> the when you texted me the name of it and um, the voice uh, recognition just had murder by dash. So it was just oh, no. like, so my phone was just like murder by. And I was like, huh, that there's something at the end of that. And so I looked, I was like, oh, dash. Okay, so that's probably death, and so that's how I backwards engineered that. Um, so yeah, fun Perfect. blind blind people trying to text each other. Yes, um, <laughs> it always works out well. Yeah, yeah, we're we're great at texting. Um, so yeah, that is that is the movie, um, Murder by Death, a, um, a film mystery spoof. Yes, a, a filmed version of the same play by uh, Neil Simon. Oh, right, and is it is the play as much of a just kind of not a mystery but just kind I of... believe it is yeah okay. I, I believe because I have not read the play yet so but from what I've kind of gleaned uh the two are are fairly similar okay yeah it is it you're waiting for there to be a <laughs> some coherent thing right, in the, the end and there's just not there's just not and I think that's the the joke right. one of the many jokes is it, this mystery is just it's layered and layered and layered and layered and Whereas I feel like Clue, because that's the easiest thing to compare this to, I feel like I can follow Clue. Like, even though Clue has a bajillion red herrings, right. I still, I'm still hip and with it, and I, 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 I'm, I'm on the same track. This was insanely hard to follow, and I yes. think that's by design. I think so. I don't, I don't have a lot of patience for things that are like, it's funny because we didn't try very hard to come up right. with a good plot. Right. It's like, is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, and this one, I don't think the, fa- I don't think it is that he didn't come up with a good plot. I think that's the point. That's, it's kind of the joke. Is that there's no, that the mystery is just kind of building clues that go nowhere right it feels in the in its ending it feels a little bit like holy grail wherein it's just it's an anti-climax yeah because we do have um okay how do we start with this movie (laughs) um so there is so yeah much like clue we have a a crazy wealthy a billionaire um, played in this movie by uh, Truman Capote, Capote, which is really cool. I've never gotten to see Truman Capote act. I know before. That, that was fun. That was really, and he's good. I liked. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed him. I liked his performance. Uh, yeah, but he plays uh, he plays Lionel, the the billionaire, 
yeah. um, billionaire in- inventor, the, the engineer of this dinner. And then we have all, he invites all of these guests who just happen to be uh, different versions of like literary detectives. Like you can kind of tell there's like the noir guy and there's the Miss Marple lady. Um, right. And they're kind of all have a based on a specific. Right. And there's this like, there's, there's the Poirot guy and uh, who, I mean, P- Poirot isn't French. I don't I think he's Belgian, but that, or is he French? Hercule Poirot. He might be French. Point is, <laughs> each actor is playing like an archetypal detective basically yeah yeah and um and then they're all invited to this house to have dinner um Mm -hmm. and have a murder and that's right explicitly said in their invitations and and yet that and they still all go to the (laughs) dinner i guess right well it's the person who survives that it's the person who survives the longest Uh, well obviously survives it's the person who doesn't get murdered Basically, the at the end who? of the night, who's going to get the money? Oh, I thought it was... No, I or, thought there was going I'm to be a wrong. murder. Yeah, you're right. I'm explaining it wrong. I'm thinking of Clue uh, or something else. No, you're right. It, That's, you're who, thinking of Survivor. I am thinking of Survivor. Whoever <laughs> survives gets a million dollars. And can, whoever, whoever solves, solves the it. Mystery, whoever yeah. solves it gets a million dollars. And yeah. we don't know who's going to be murdered. There just is a murder. Right. And if I got an invitation being like, come to this dinner, there'll be a murder. I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to go. <laughs> That's not... You're not... But apparently they all were intrigued by this and were like... Mm-hmm. Without totally being justified by any of the characters. They're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. There's going to be a murder. Like, Yes, exactly. Sh- whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So at the, so at the beginning, we see, our, uh, we see Lionel and our butler character, um, played by Alec Guinness. Right. Which is so cool because you, you say Alec Guinness and, you know, we're nerds. And so we're like, oh, Obi-Wan. But I've never seen him act in anything else. And it's it's fun to see an actor who you've just you've associated with this part so iconically, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, he did other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, and um, he is a blind butler. Yes, he is our he's our blind butler. I mean, he uses a cane. <laughs> he uses a cane. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that does happen in the movie. He does use a cane. Um, what else does? <laughs> What else is good about this character? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of blinking jokes. Yeah, it honestly, is, like that's that's also what it kind of reminded me of. Yeah, it's not. He's <laughs> not good. No, it's not good. No, Lionel asks him to stamp the letters to send out to all of the guests, and he is stamping them. And you get camera pans, and you realize you realize he's putting he's been stamping the table. Right. The entire time, basically. Which you're it's, just like watching him do this without showing it, and you're like. The joke is that he's not stamping the envelopes. We're going to take this long to do this stupid joke. (laughs) Or is the funny thing that he is able to. But no, it's that he's not able to. to. I guess it's because he has so much commitment. I... I, yeah, and um, then uh, how do the letters get to them? Which is never explained. No, they just because because everyone's on their way. So right. I'm just like, wait, what? Right, because okay. then we cut to everyone on their way. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay, already makes no sense. Yes, because how did those letters get sent? Right. Well, and then there's a whole bit with the butler and the cook because the cook that they hired for the evening is deaf and and doesn't speak doesn't, or read. Doesn't speak or read English. Oh, it's. I thought that she just didn't read anything. I couldn't. She can't read English. Oh, I thought it was that she just can't read. Okay, yeah. No, she can read, but she can't read English because the joke is she's showing all of these cue cards to Alec Guinness who can't see them. 
And on the very last cue card, it says, um, uh, I cannot speak or read English. Um, my my best friend wrote these for me or something. Signed the best friend's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like, a, I guess I interpret it as just like, she can't read it all. But maybe it is that she can read another language. That's not... That does not become relevant, though, if she can read another language. No, she not doesn't at all. have anything to read that right. is in another language that she no. can read. So. Yeah, no, it's, um, a, it's a gag. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is very also like, what exactly, even with a sighted person, like, how is that going to work that no one probably spoke sign language? I'm just like, people, disabled people don't get jobs. Like, <laughs> someone who can't communicate um, without sign language is likely to suffer enough job discrimination that they wouldn't be there. But none of it makes any sense. And they're literally just characters that are there for um, the joke. The joke that they are disabled. There's no joke other than they are disabled. <laughs> um, that is the joke. Uh, and. Uh, and it, I guess it's also funny that disabled people would be working. Like, they're like, oh, he's not going to drive the car. But then he d- the butler does drive the car. And you're like, ha ha, funny. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of reverse engineering your expectations, which is it's like the juxtaposition, which is the, the joke. That's why it's kind of funny. I mean, or it's supposed to be funny. Whether or not you find it funny is... <laughs> is it is what it is but it's it's things like when maggie smith and her husband are put into their room and it's the one that's like covered in cobwebs and and you know it's really old and gross and everything and then you figure out that all the cobwebs or they figure out that all the cobwebs are like sponge sugar right you know and it was just made to look that way yeah it's kind of like oh okay because they looked like cobwebs to me they were acting like they were real cobwebs to me but but they're not (laughs) Right, everything's like a show, but then they Every- keep going back and forth on, it doesn't, the lack of commitment to any one bit also kind of bothered me a lot. <laughs> it just seemed like it was just like, to, I don't know, it just, it, it felt like you were just writing stuff in one pass and then you were like it's funny because i don't have to do any work of like creating a compelling story at all (laughs) and that's hilarious that i just didn't have to do very much work or even like look back at this and just kind of like try to think of things that i find Mm -hmm. funny and half of them are ableist (laughs) Um, i mean for me for someone who enjoys and racist yes i mean for someone who enjoys murder mysteries and kind of sort of (laughs) is on it can get on board with all the tropes of most of these characters that's fun for me to see all of them just kind of thrown in a room or in a situation and it's just like okay what's going to happen and whatever happens is absurd like going into this i knew it was a spoof you know i i didn't expect uh an actual compelling mystery you know it's like clue basically yeah and so i wasn't as super frustrated that the mystery wasn't solved to my liking i was a little more frustrated that I just felt like I got I got a little lost in, in, in points. Yeah, it does. It It is pretty, like, confusing. And I think, I just think that, like, we were both like, what ha- what is happening in this movie? And I think part of the problem is just, like, you're not, it isn't supposed to make any sense. Nothing is supposed to kind of connect. Right, right. But it makes you feel just kind of dumb. And then also, like, us being like, did we not see something? Did we miss something? Because we couldn't <laughs> mm-hmm. see it. And it's like, it's almost like the movie is gaslighting us. It's like, no, we just didn't try hard to make a movie that made coherent sense. <laughs> it's not. It's not our fault for not understanding what's going on. But, you know, it's just a bunch of tropes that are kind of put 
together like which i i mean i kind of agree actually that some of the like murder mystery spoofing stuff is fun like that element of it is fun but Mm -hmm. that is kind of the only thing that it has going for it and like (laughs) it does like have um some pretty racist and ableist (laughs) like humor that comes from that so yeah and i think that is a lot of it comes from the time it was written in the time in in the time it was made yeah and i guess you probably couldn't get away with this now which means there's progress apparently which is yeah i don't know i don't like i don't out of all of neil simon's plays i don't know if this is the one that gets performed again and again and again it seems like it probably doesn't well i mean also it is just like it is so it is really ableist to a point where i'm like i don't know if we're allowed to still do this but i also (laughs) am not sure like you know we from this podcast it does seem like i think i think comedy has kind of just decided to stop having disabled characters i think is more what it comes down to because it used to be like oh haha disabled people are funny because they're disabled well and maybe this movie thinks that they can get away with these jokes because or the story because in the end we find out that he's alec guinness isn't blind at all it was a ruse he was putting on right which is just like which also doesn't really make sense at all and you're it's also i was didn't even understand why that was true is it just to make it so it's like it's not really ableist because he could see so i mean that is that's another reveal like that's some of those are just classic mystery misdirection and reveal right which is any good any good murder mystery is a misdirection and then a reveal but the reveal doesn't it doesn't mean anything and then also it has it's not like you could guess it because there's no foreshadowing of it Mm -hmm. and then once it happens you're like i don't understand why that would be true and then it never really tells you why that's important so it's kind of like it is takes all of the like good stuff out of a good (laughs) you know reveal but and i think that's the thing is it's not supposed to be satisfying because the first time you do it oh wow okay this is this and this is new information and i can't believe they solved it and then by the fifth time it's i'm just like okay well they keep at the very end you have all these like deus ex machina yes like solutions to the mystery that all involve a new character that has nothing to do that no not right the the character in the 11th hour right which is not like which you would (laughs) in a normal mystery you would have to like build up that character that character would have to somehow exist yes yes and no i mean in a good mystery In in a good mystery sure you do you do want the the actual killer to be someone that you have met so far in the story (laughs) like that is usually kind of necessary or it is that's why we have the term deus ex machina because it's like not (laughs) built up you're like what the fuck what is this now at the end um and so they're they do that but they do it like five times because each person is like no you're this person we haven't met and no you're this person we haven't met and then in the end it's like He, he he reveals himself as like five different people but then he also reveals himself as lionel again right who then is in the end who is obviously is a blind and then in the end is a woman right (laughs) it's just absurd it makes it's just so dumb it's but it's but that's the kind of absurdity i can get behind like my my job is to do murder mysteries do you you and like it does it not bother you to have it be like I guess, like, the fact that they're not 
it's not a real character. It's like, I guess it just doesn't follow the same logic as actual murder mm-hmm. mystery stories because you would have, like, you wouldn't have a yeah, character. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it follows the logic enough so that it can break the logic. That's why it's a spoof. Yeah. It's, or it, it's a farce. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a farce. Everything, more, more, more of a farce than a spoof. Everything is turned up to, like, the nth degree. The, the We are going to follow all of this out until its most absurd conclusion. Yeah, and then we're going to get rid of all the connective tissues. Right, because they don't, in the end, it doesn't matter. They don't <laughs> matter. Like, there's this whole thing about there being duplicate rooms in the house because uh, a few of the detectives get locked out of the dining room and then they go back in and the people they were talking to aren't there. And then they go back in again and the people are there. So it's it's assumed that there are duplicate rooms and somehow they're getting from one room to another. I can't Learn. explain it. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Were you, during the movie, were you trying to figure out what was going on? No. <laughs> okay. Um. At, once we got to, like, the, the duplicate rooms bit, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm completely lost. Just kind of gave up, basically. And I'm just like, I'm just going to let whatever is happening happen. Yeah. Like, that was... Like I said, where, whereas in Clue, I think Clue does everything that this is trying to do better. Does it? I actually haven't seen Clue, oh but God, I imagine watch someone. Clue. It's amazing. Does it have a blind character? No. We just have to watch it for some other just reason. Have to watch it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or else, oh, um, you're kidding. We would have watched Clue long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Where, whereas, yeah, whereas Clue hinges like Tim Curry is like the linchpin of that movie. His his character Wadsworth. So he's kind of controlling the mystery and he's controlling all of the events and stuff. And so everything revolves around him. And even though Clue has multiple endings, that's the joke is it has like three different endings, basically. Oh, yeah. All all of the endings make sense because you were presented with the same information, but you can draw those different conclusions. Right. That is way cooler. Clue, Clue is amazing it is it's so wonderfully made and it's just it's it is one of my favorite movies i feel like it's i think murder mysteries are like very can be very well crafted Mm -hmm. and it is like an art form with its own kind of technique and and there is like when it's done well there's a lot of artistry to it oh yes absolutely and sometimes you have a reveal and you're like okay well that's kind of like forced Eh. at the end Mm. but like you just like yeah they're building it up or like maybe Mm. you can like find one thing where you're like well Mm. that didn't really make sense but like you know i think it was just like the fact that this (laughs) this movie just didn't was just like it's funny to not do any like i think it's just to me it's like that takes more work to do it is mm-hmm. harder and it's also like i felt as an audience member like trying to figure out what was going on and make sense of it it felt kind of like my time was wasted <laughs> in the end right. and i was like okay well <laughs> why did it like i kind of was like mad about it mm-hmm. by the end because i yeah. was like this you're 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 punishing me for <laughs> paying attention <laughs> i mean and i really want to like this i you know I, being a theater person, being someone who enjoys plays and everything, I I really want to like this. I think if I read it, if I read the text, I would have had a better time. Yeah. Because then I could have absorbed the information that way. Uh, I still enjoy the dialogue-based humor. I enjoy all of that. Yeah. I enjoy seeing, because you know, I'm very familiar with these literary archetype, archetypical detectives. You know, I enjoy seeing that yeah. and i think it's fun to watch them kind of butt heads against each other to try and solve 
whatever the hell this mystery is. Right. Like, that's cool. I agree you with know, you on that's that. That's fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I do agree with that part of it. I think it was just, like, I didn't, in the end, feel... You don't feel satisfied. Satisfied, yeah. And I think that that part, I think it also made it so the parts that I enjoyed about it, I forgot about. <laughs> like, it was, like, kind of clouded. <laughs> like, some of the, my frustrations with it clouded, the, like, the stuff that you're talking about. Because I did like that stuff as well. I did like that they you know watching these archetypical characters and like kind of the inter like um interpersonal dynamics mm-hmm. between the di- you know different factions because we have all these um like detectives with their with their assistants or their, their proteges yeah, or something. what or their or their wives their sidekicks um, their, their sidekicks yeah like uh, sam diamond who is the noir detective peter falk um and uh, and his assistant, who's actually played by Miss Peacock. Well, that's not her real name, but she's played by <laughs> Eileen Brennan, who also plays Miss Peacock in Clue, and who does a phenomenal job. And she did she does a phenomenal job here. I really enjoyed their dynamic. He's just this, you know, super like turned up to eleven. <laughs> hard hard boiled gumshoe noir detective and everything you can understand about half of what he says and it's great it's really and then and of course you have peter sellers and and his um and his french detective and then his chauffeur and all of the play with between them uh yeah <laughs> there's there's a lot of um yeah it, i mean yeah they're they're the dynamics are fun there's mm. It is kind of there. We I guess we could talk about it. It's also kind of racist uh, depiction of um, as oh gosh, what is yeah, the character's name. Yeah, okay, let me look this up. I see that's the part of the movie I I blocked out of my <laughs> no, memory. We watched this uh, like a a week ago now, so we're both like <clears throat> what? Okay, well here mm. I get to make the first huge correction of this episode. I had it wrong. Peter Sellers plays Sidney Wang. Oh. Yeah. Wow, I can never watch this movie again. Fuck. Um, yeah, basically, he does the entire movie in, in brownface, essentially, because Peter Sellers is a white gentleman. Uh, he does the entire movie in brownface with, uh, with weird teeth placement and um, is, a, is an awful Asian stereotype. Woohoo! Yay! And I and he is. I'm not even sure what kind of detective that his character is spoofing. To be honest, I, there was uh, there was some reference to it on Wikipedia. I don't know. It's probably mm. something that's also racist. Uh, well, probably yeah, should have come sure. with um, that information. But yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, wow, that just makes everything worse. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, yeah, I'm so sad. This movie is depressing. Well, and Richard uh, Narita plays Willy Wang, his son. So, oh, because I could have sworn the French detective was Peter Sellers, because I'm so used to his Clouseau. Oh, so I because this was like a character he played. So I could have sworn that he was the French detective, but um. Yeah, well... He was not. Guess if you're super racist, you can fool a blind person. Because, I, I mean, I was just like, this character is really racist. Which, I guess it should have occurred to me that, like, that level of racist probably would be yellow face. But still, mm-hmm. I was just like... Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. Problematic. Said, yeah. Said brown face meant yellow face. Yeah, yikes. Um, that's why I 
I don't necessarily know if this play is done very often anymore, or if it is done, you cast actual Asian actors in those roles, and yeah. you don't make them, you know, so bad, so bad, and so and so stereotypical. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think. I wonder if if you didn't have such a racist character, I wonder if you would the blind how much people would care about the disability stuff <laughs> be interesting to know i have no idea um but but you would hope that also the disability stuff would <laughs> make it so people didn't want to do this show mm. um uh, okay james coco plays our french detective okay milo perrier but probably supposed to be modeled off of poirot so. right. but we're french you can that's it's not really well yeah no it's yeah yeah you're not like putting on a silly accent and or an over-the-top accent you are putting on one but it's oh for a french i'm sorry yes yes but it's not as offensive (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i mean because sellers is like his teeth are out the whole time so you so he has that like very buck-toothed you know stereotypical um racist caricature uh he's his character basically speaks in chinese proverbs the entire time but they're not Mm -hmm not actual proverb you know right with like broken english and with very broken english yeah, yeah. he's one of the more capable detectives oh yes he's, like he's one of the first the to only solve it. capable yeah. detective yeah. in some ways but he's very very, very intelligent character. yeah <laughs> um, it's hard it's hard because they don't because yes he gets to win like he gets the upper hand in the situation but it's it's very hard to look past this caricature yeah and it does not do a great well i mean I'm trying to think. Does it the the gender stuff is not necessarily great, but it's less. No, it's, it's not. It's less as uh, overt. <laughs> yeah, and the and the ladies, at least the the sidekick ladies, they are playing a role. Like they're playing a very tropey role. Like um, Sam's assistant is playing. You know, that's the role that a that a woman would have prop- would have played in a 1940s noir. Right. They're kind of like in brand and mm-hmm. I mean we are very sensitive to sexism in movies. I feel like it sure. wasn't as egregious as a lot of movies we watch. Right. Sexism. No. Yeah. It was not really that much of a deal um, as it can be sometimes. Um, but uh, definitely the racism and ableism was the star. <laughs> um, like problematic things of this movie. Right, is this is un again? I keep going back to Clue, but unlike Clue, this is one that unfortunately I don't think I'm going to come back to watch over and over again because it would make an excellent double feature with Clue, and and the disability stuff doesn't honestly doesn't bother me so much as the the overt racism. Like interesting, said. yeah. I mean, yeah, the like the disability stuff is is stupid and kind of pointless to sit through. And I'm just kind of like, oh, wow, we're going back to this well again. These these type of jokes. You know, he can't tell whether he's closed or opened the door. I mean, just all. Which, yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> right. Which, in, and in watching this, I had your voice in my, I kept hearing your voice in my head. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we could just telepathically do the podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's harder to record that, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just be us sitting in a room in silence. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a... <laughs> I mean, it's hard because I'm like, what are the different things that happen? We don't even get to have... He's not that big a part of the movie. Um, He's just like... And then he's not blind in the end. And mm-hmm. yeah, and the communication stuff between the two of them is just like, what? <laughs> like, and the fact he can't tell the soup is not there. And- oh, right. And the dinner and everything. And and I'm like, this is... 
this is supposed to be funny and there's a part of my my brain that's like just shut up and like it's just a stupid comedy you know it's it's like it's not real you know whatever <laughs> but i think because we're we've done so many of these and we're so keyed up to to notice all of this i just couldn't really I could never really let go and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you're not, it's not playing off of, like, the entire joke is that someone might be disabled and then you're making a bunch of assumptions about disability that don't, yeah, that just don't make any sense. And, like, the entire humor is just, like, disabled people exist in the same way that the humor is, like, Asian people exist, I guess. Mm. But, like, let's make the most, like, broad like stereotypical you know like it's the point that it's just so far from reality Mm -hmm. it doesn't even seem human anymore like just kind of like that level of like identity I don't know is what is the word for that like comedy that's literally just like some people are different than you the audience (laughs) like which also assumes that you the audience are not blind people or Asian people, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it's like, oh, look at those weirdos. Like, (laughs) they don't walk through the world like we do. Ha ha ha. So funny. (laughs) And like, and oh, it's so funny to not have the ability to see because then, oh, you would just not perceive anything and you would just be like a laughing stock. And oh, it's so funny that someone would give this person a job and they would have a job because they can't see. (laughs) How could they have a job? What's up with that? That's so weird. And I think, I, I think, Neil Simon thinks he can get away with all of that, with the blind stuff at least, because in the end it's revealed he's not blind. So all of this fumbling and we like we, it's okay to laugh at it because we're not really laughing at a blind person. Which is just like, it, it's, <laughs> okay, then what? <laughs> then what is the what is the point of it then? If it's not even, I mean, yeah, the point just, the point is to have the reveal because it's a mystery. Right, and so you would that, you could reveal something like that. But then why? But then there's no reason that he would be pretending to be blind. So it's not. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it maybe maybe to lead people off on a on a red herring. Yeah, that he or people people <laughs> wouldn't suspect him because he's just the blind butler, you know. Right. But it's but it's a murder right. mystery. The butler did it. Everyone knows that's right the butler's butler's, supposed to do it the butler's supposed to do it yeah which is just also funny to me that it's like i mean i of all the things i want us to get credit for murder is not the one i really (laughs) care if people think we could murder someone but i like the idea that blind people just are incapable of murder then i guess it's just like i guess the thing is we're too incompetent for a murder is kind of what it says not just saying that that we wouldn't that would be right it would never be us because we're just not competent enough to pull it off right it would be like it would have to be unintentional maybe that could be the (laughs) like but yeah not not exactly (laughs) doesn't yeah doesn't make a lot of sense none of it makes sense i don't know it's hard this movie i was like how are we gonna really talk about this i know i was i was really excited to watch this because i think wasn't this one your mom recommended it to us i love mysteries and i'm still i'm wanting to scratch that itch because i still can't find the other mac the other detective mac movie um hollow eye yeah i know So I was so like, sad. okay, well, we'll just yeah. That was a good mm. blind, but that was the that was a blind detective. That which right, is the better. That, that wasn't way to start. That also wasn't a deliberate farce. Yeah, either. yeah. Like that was an actual like 1940s. It's a noir. We're going to tell a detective right, story. Right, right. Whereas this is 70s and it's a farce. So. Right, right. It's not. Yeah. It's not making fun of the genre. It's just within the genre. Right, exactly. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is the genre. Yeah. So I feel rather let down and disappointed. Honestly. Yeah. I, 
go like my my honest answer is just go watch Clue. Yeah, don't like, watch just this movie. don't watch this movie. Go watch go watch Clue. And Clue doesn't you know Clue is not without its problems either. But um, I de- there's definitely no yellow face in Clue. Yeah, that's really <laughs> important. Apparently, <laughs> that we have to say. Uh, yes, don't and, do yellow face. <clears throat> yes, yeah. Please don't do that. And you have like Clue, and Clue also has an all star cast. Yeah, of of characters as well, and character actors. Yeah. So I mean, you, plus you get you know you get Tim Curry, which is always better. Right. That's true. Yeah. He makes everything better. I do so. wish we could have watched Clue instead of this movie. I mean, the sad thing is, though, so many of the movies we watch have like, oh, if it just didn't involve blind people, it might be <laughs> it might better. Be better, yeah. Because it's just so bad representation, <laughs> oh, which is sad. But this one would not have solved all the problems to take out the blind character because it has some other really mm-hmm. serious problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so I guess you can't just say taking out the blind character would fix this movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like... I feel like it. all of the jokes are like, first of all, there's not that many of them. I feel like we've been over most of them already, and none of them are even things that feel original after doing this podcast for so long. We've, like, <laughs> seen the stupid joke before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's never been funny, <laughs> and, like, it's still not funny, but also right. just, like, you know, whatever. And then, yeah. I'm not sure. I definitely didn't chuckle at any of the physical humor. Like, none of that truly made me laugh. I laughed a lot at the, I enjoyed the line delivery, especially Maggie Smith and and her detective husband because they're British and dry. Yeah. And that I like that I enjoyed. That worked. I enjoyed um you know again the 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 interplay between everyone but yeah, it's just the the punching down <clears throat> stuff <clears throat> mm-hmm. is is the harder thing to stomach. There's Yeah. 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 Well, and then you know you, you've got all these ways that they're gonna they're supposedly going to die, and we find out that they're all fake. Right. Like, they all come rushing into the room. Oh, you tried to kill me with a scorpion. Ha <laughs> ha. Little did you know. You know X reason. Here, right. Right. Which is funny because that's that's detective stories. Like that's pulpy murder mysteries. Like that's a cliche. That's that's funny. Yeah, that's fine. More but of I didn't that. Bother. Yeah, that yeah. stuff didn't. Yeah, that kind of thing didn't bother me. I mean, they're. Yeah, it did feel like you could at least do some of these jokes without, like, it was just so unnecessary to have it be so offensive Mm -hmm. towards, you know, discriminated against people. Like, that just seems like there's no, there's just absolutely no need for that. Like, I think it was just the fact that it was so unnecessary for any of the noir or like the mystery jokes. Like, you just, there are many, many cliche mysteries that do not have very offensive like characters <laughs> that are like disabled or asian character right, right. you know that right. you don't you don't necessarily need that to spoof and i mean also the blind butler i still don't is that that's not like a thing either it's not like going off anything he's just mostly like it's going off that the butler did it but yeah i don't think so unless neil simon is spoofing something like very specific that i just don't know um, you would think we should by now, because we probably should have at least been sure. on, that movie should have been on our radar if there was a blind but famous blind butler mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, but well, it's all it's all misdirection. Nothing is as it seems. So disability is kind of a. I mean, how many murder mysteries involve fake disabilities? I mean, off the top of my head, I'm not going to be able to come up with any. <laughs> it's after work and i'm not gonna be able to come up (laughs) i can't i don't know many i mean maybe they are out there but it's 
Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff that felt, um, yeah, unnecessary and also just kind of like that was part of what made it comedy is almost how it felt, which kind of was what was so frustrating to me is like that, oh, you know, we're going to have a disabled character so that it's now comedy because we can make fun of a group of humans. Right. And that they're just inherently funny to have them in a movie. Um, And that's like, no, no, (laughs) just no. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. What what is there to say other than... uh, I just feel really disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel disappointed in the in the play and the plot of the story and I feel <laughs> even more disappointed now with the uh with the overt racism yeah. <laughs> and, and ableism yeah yeah it's... I, I feel almost worse than when we talked about men in tights yeah yeah I mean I feel around the same but it's true that men in tights has like it's like some really weird race stuff but this is mm. that is just like at least there's no blackface in that movie or something. Like. There are actual black people in that movie. So yeah. So. Why have blackface? Right. Exactly. At least don't, they don't go that far. Except but. yeah. Except for probably. except for Willie, who you notice doesn't talk with an affectation and and isn't you know a racist caricature, and maybe maybe that's another joke. Like maybe that's another joke. Is oh we have this you know crazy racist caricature you know but the other guy who's actually asian who's actually played by an asian actor is completely normal right which is i i don't i don't it's not a joke worth telling (laughs) yeah it's not like oh funny yellow face is really funny when you actually have a just a very and he's not like a much of a character either they don't really give him like the other like his son doesn't Mm. get anything to do and then is his assistant and the joke is that he's adopted which is why he's japanese which is like is that a joke because like the yellow face characters is Chinese, so I guess that's a joke. It's, it's like, is it the joke that a Chinese person would adopt a Japanese? Like, I don't even understand where the joke is in that. Like, I just truly don't understand. Um, but there was a lot of things where I'm like, ah. it's also there's like weird, like fat phobic stuff too. Mm-hmm. It really just, I mean, it's funny that it's not a, not that. Uh, sexist because it feels like a movie <laughs> like this it's it, you know it's like sort of tropey sexist yeah, but it's right. not like as overt so it's like you would has so many other oppressions why not throw in some sexism <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my big complaint at the movie it should have been more sexist uh, just to round it oh, out jeez, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe get some like homophobia in there uh, I don't know um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Clue, Clue I think has one or two one or two lines that are that can be taken as homophobic, but um, they don't bring the story down too much, honestly. One character says to another character, um, uh, Mr. Green, Mr. Green, at the end, he reveals that he is something. I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to don't want to spoil it for you. But he reveals that he is something and he says, that's right, I was a plant. And Miss Scarlet says, oh, if that's funny. I thought men like you were fruits. <laughs> or I thought, I, thought, I thought a man like you was a fruit. That's honestly, that's the worst it gets. <laughs> that's not too bad. Okay, good. Yeah. It's just, but see, it's stuff like that. Like, Clue is funny and charming and silly in its weirdness, you know, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is not as no. funny I, I think. I think I know what my rating is going to be. What honestly. is it? Do you want to just get to it? Yes, what else please. is there to say about Yes, let's movie? just get to it. Uh, my rating is Ghosty Clue. 
Okay. That's it. My rating is go sit down and watch Clue. It's like, get out of this chair for doing the eye chart. Watch Clue. <laughs> go watch Clue. See how much yes. of it you can see. Please, <laughs> please go watch Clue. I don't think it... Clue is not necessarily an underground cult movie anymore. Everyone has seen it. But if you haven't, uh, go watch Clue. Just skip this one and go watch that one. With all three endings? Yes. Oh, yeah. All three endings. Gotta watch it with all three endings. Yeah. There's some... They do some shadow casts occasionally for Clue back oh, in We LA. actually... Uh, oh, that's so cool. We, at Funhouse, we do a live Clue. We do like a Clue show. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fun... Um, that's a fun... I mean, I want to see Clue at some point. I mean, I guess <laughs> if you do Rocky, it makes sense to want to also do Clue. Yeah. Well, of course. Shoot, I have it. I have it on digital and DVD. Uh, call me. Well, yeah, we'll have come to, over. We'll watch. We'll watch Clue. Have yeah. to make up a blind character. Um, yes. <laughs> just, just get too disillusioned. Be like, we're no longer doing blind characters. It's too depressing. <laughs> this is where we talk about movies um, that we can't see, and we try to figure out what happens in them because they don't have audio descriptions. Um, that could be. I guess it could be a podcast. I don't know. If it would be as fun to watch, but. <laughs> could be funny um though that i don't know is that punching down if it was just like oh blind people can't see movies we don't know what happened i don't know something to think about uh, leave us yeah. a voice message let us know if that's ableist or not um <laughs> uh my rating um, is a 25 uh, yeah i figured it would be something um, like that. It's, it's just very offensive um and it's just uh yeah completely unnecessary um ableist humor yellow face Da, 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 just it's yeah not no. not worth the price of admission didn't, didn't uh didn't really have a great uh watching experience yeah truman capote yeah. was fun truman capote was fun. there are bright spots in this movie like the, yeah. the thing the thing that makes this movie is the actors yeah it, their performances are awesome like you know and it's it's hard because i, I can't compliment peter sellers on his performance <laughs> but i love peter sellers but i can't and this, I yeah. can't give him a pass on this one. Yeah, but the other performances are are really, very, really well done. Yeah, I, so. I enjoyed, I enjoyed them very much. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. wish the movie, the movie surrounding it, could have been better. Yep, I agree. Okay, enough talking about this stupid movie. Yes, ugh, gross. Let's move on. Um, Please. <laughs> next week, uh, the movie that we are going to do, it's my turn to pick. We're going to do The Lookout, which is a movie, uh, early JGL, just Gordon Lovett um, movie. Fun. And uh, has a blind uh, sidekick character. That's um, about a bank robbery. Ooh, so, well, I love a good heist movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Um, I have never seen it before, so we'll we'll see if it's good. Um, but yeah, so that is the movie that we'll be doing in a couple of weeks. And then what were you blindsided by? So actually, uh, I'm bringing I'm bringing another YouTuber into the mix uh, that I that I was completely blindsided by this week, and I just started watching a lot of his videos because they're funny. Um, he goes by the name Casual Geographic, <laughs> and it's just him. Like his videos are totally full of animal facts. Like all the things he's saying are are animal facts, which I love. But he's also kind of roasting all of the animals that he's talking about. That's funny. And he just does it in such a way. Uh, I just really love the way he just describes everything. Um, like he was talking about a story last night about. Um, did you know in the seventies that uh, Idaho parachute dropped a whole population of beavers. Uh, because they were they were trying to relocate them, so that they would stop chopping down trees and ruining irrigation and stuff. 
And so he so he tells these stories and he's like, yeah. And then they parachuted these beavers uh, like, you know, like DLC down into their new into their new home and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, it's it's he's just really funny. And, and his videos are really charming. And they're and I very much uh, enjoy them because you learn a whole lot. But you get to nice. laugh along the way. Like I, like I'm learning about animals I didn't even know existed. Like, have you have you ever looked, looked at a Damascus goat? No, they're horrifying. They're horrifying. They're what? What do they look like? Imagine a goat who's fa- who looks like his face got run over like five times by a truck. But that's the way they're supposed to look. Oh whoa! They're horrifying. I'm obsessed. Well, I'm actually obsessed with the Chernobyl animals. <laughs> Well, then you should look at the, yeah, Damas- so the Damascus goat like it's because it's amazing. It's the, its skull is incredible. I mean, this goat is nuts. Oh, 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 fun fact that I didn't know about goats. The reason why they can stick to mountains and things and just kind of like say, screw you physics, is because their hooves are actually coated in, their hooves are soft and their, their hooves conform to whatever ground they're standing on. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That is... That is fascinating. Oh, no, I'm looking at the yeah. Damascus goats as right. well. Right, right. Are they, are, is that not the most insane thing you've ever seen? They're pretty cool. <laughs> They're pretty cool. Like, I like The it. babies are cool looking. Whoa. The adults are like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow, these are pretty amazing. I'm just glad that there's creatures on Earth that look like this. I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, yes. go look up the Damascus goats. It's yeah. But um, yeah, check him out. He's he's Casual Geographic on YouTube, and Good name um, too. yeah, I, I love the name. I was like, oh, you got me now. Uh, yeah, his he did a whole video about why zebras are assholes. Uh, and that was that was pretty fascinating. Probably so. nice. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, oh. Also, did you know that in in the in the sixties, the uh, CIA tried to use otters and and weaponize them. Oh yeah, didn't the CIA in the sixties try to weaponize a bunch of weird yeah. animals? Bats. They bats. tried to yeah. yeah. It's like a whole thing they were up to. They were, everyone was on drugs in the nineteen sixties. <laughs> anyway, he talks about that and the report he brings up bits and pieces of the report and it's absolutely fascinating. That is so fun. yes, um Casual Geographic on YouTube has been uh making my week. Nice. Week. Um my uh thing also very tangentially involves a lot of animal facts. <laughs> um uh, I just went to uh LA to visit family for Christmas. Um and we went to a bunch of museums while we were there. So Fun. I'm going to <laughs> talk about the three museums we got to go to. Um cuz every time I go on a trip I just come back with like four museums or whatever. Um cuz I'm a weirdo. Uh one of the museums we went to was LACMA, which is the LA um contemporary Museum of Art. Mm. That's probably what it stands for. Um, and uh, they have the um, Obama portrait um, and Michelle, obviously, um, mm. are on display there. And they're really um, amazing. They have a whole exhibit um, with different like historical portraits and, and, and contemporary portraits of like oh, wow. um, African-American uh, subjects. But I think a lot of them were also painters, but it was like... Yeah, it was it was a really interesting exhibit. They also had a, a whole floor where they had a bunch of audio guides that you could just get oh. on your phone. So that was really fun to get to um, go and like listen and like hear. And they had like one gallery where they're like, you can do like four different audio tours depending on what you care nice. about. Will like oh, bring you to so different cool. things. So that was really fun. Um, and then we went to the Academy Museum, which is a new. <gasps> you got to go to the new Academy. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I, oh, I would have 
sobbed the entire time i want to go there it so was bad. really fun um uh, it was a lot of fun they their audio guides were a little more uh spotty um mm-hmm. but and sadly they didn't have audio description which the though the dos- one of the docents was there ref- like basically offered to refund my mom the seven tickets she'd bought but she gave them the wrong email address so because of her own mistake she did not get that money back but that was her (laughs) fault not the museum's fault (laughs) but um but it was very it was it was sweet of them to to do that especially because there were seven of us um and i was the one blind person um but but it was still there was still a lot that um was like perceivable by me right. um, oh and we should say this is the academy of uh, motion pictures oh arts yeah, and science, okay, awesome no, yeah. yeah. but I, as soon as you said academy i was like oh, <laughs> i've been following this thing's progress since I they know, announced me too. it my mom was like i'm mm-hmm. gonna do that for my birthday and we were leaving i was like no you're not you're gonna do we're in town because we're not gonna be in town for your birthday she was like <laughs> fine um because i was really excited because i also was following it um but yeah it was really cool there i wish we had uh we spent like five hours or whatever but i wish we had more time mm-hmm. um there was a miyazaki exhibit i don't oh know if that's a touring God. exhibit or not but it was really awesome i've seen pictures of that exhibit oh it was really oh, fun so so cool if you're in la I recommend um going and i think it is a touring exhibit by the way or at yeah. least it's not gonna be there forever yeah i think that's the case so yeah, so it might be gone. Um, but the the permanent exhibits were really cool. And they were actually some of the cooler stuff. They had a lot of, like, really awesome edited, um, like, montages of Ooh. different things. Some of them were better than others. There was there was one, the coolest one was there was a space one where there was just, like, sci-fi yes. space stuff. And they just had this, it was, like, a 30, 40-minute loop. And it just had, like, all these different, like, movies from all these different eras and they would just do like robots and then you'd see like four different like surrounding like you you would have all these robot movies from different decades and then they would be like on mars and you would it was really it was a lot of fun um so yeah so it's the academy museum and then we also went to the museum of jurassic technology which is our (laughs) my family's favorite museum in la um (laughs) which is just kind of uh, a work of art as a museum um but they also have why it's related to the animal facts is because they also have a new exhibit that just opened up um where or at least i think it was opening up maybe i think it opened up in 2019 right before everything closed forever um so it's like new to us i guess um but um it is just animal like descriptions of animals um but instead of them being all real facts there's a lot of um just kind of mixing the real with the (laughs) fake which is kind of the idea of the museum it's a lot of fun um but yeah so those are three museums the academy museum lacqua and uh, the museum of jurassic technology if you're ever in la uh i highly recommend checking all those out and if you're there right now they're um the miyazaki exhibit and the bomb portraits and all are really cool so worth going before they leave um (laughs) so yeah that's uh i feel i'm glad that we got to spend a little bit more time on our blind side of five yes uh, (laughs) these are much more fun (laughs) yeah these are better and more yeah things you should check out as opposed to this movie um but maybe next week we'll have a good movie for you to check out um yeah is that the i think that's the podcast i think we did it we did it we did it um our theme song is by lucia fasano our youtube is citizen white cane podcast our twitter is white cane pod our facebook and our instagram 
Instagram are both citizenwhitecane. Um, our email address is citizenwhitecanepod at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voice message, there's a link in the show notes. Give us your favorite movie quotes from Clue. Yeah, and what <laughs> are um, some weird um, auto cr- or, um, like dictation errors for movies that you've texted your friends? <laughs> Can you give us any murder mysteries that involve disability? That are good representations and we will watch them on this podcast Mm. if it's a book we'll debate if we really want to listen to it but um, (laughs) any of those things please leave us a voice message we love to hear your voice Um, rate and review the podcast on apple podcasts um, or whatever you wherever you listen i don't know um come back next week and uh we'll not see you then bye bye